We pick up right where we left off, with Gung Ho and Not Shore Leave plummeting to their almost certain doom. Fortunately, Lady J has some kind of trick javelin with rocket-propelled spikes that can extend a net. I'd complain about the strain on my suspension of disbelief, but let's be honest, this isn't even the fifth most ridiculous thing we're going to see in this episode. So they get out of the hole and Shipwreck says this. That was great for me. I love danger. <laughs> <laughs> that polite laughter isn't fooling anyone, you guys. Back on the island of whatever it was, the Joes and Cobras both put up smoke screens. For some reason. Meanwhile, Spirit and Storm Shadow politely swim to shallow water and begin fighting, and then immediately give up fighting because there's not enough air in the cave. So instead, they decide to sit quietly and think at each other. Back in the convoy of ten Optimus Primes, Roadblock and his sassy cowgirl sidekick have arrived at Cobra HQ, and Destro catches us up with some handy exposition culminating in this. We must now marshal our forces to wage the ultimate battle on the roof of the world! <laughs> hey, that's the name of the episode! Presumably the roof of the world contains thousands upon thousands of lost frisbees, footballs, and so forth. And while we're after a weather dominator fragment this time, there's a distinct possibility that a future episode will focus on those frisbees. Back in the cave, the Native American and the ninja are continuing to think, THRILLING ACTION! After what appears to be hours of this, Spirit reaches the conclusion that there must be an exit to the cave. I'm guessing his pet eagle is usually the brains of their partnership. So they escape and resume fight- Wait, they're not fighting. Storm Shadow is thanking Spirit for saving his life and just lets him have the Weather Dominator piece. I mean, I guess ninjas are supposed to be honorable or whatever, but what the actual fuck, man? You had one job! Some other Cobra guys swoop in and attempt to steal it, but they get a face full of eagle. Meanwhile, Zartan is watching the entire thing and decides that the Joe should win this one because... mercenary, I guess? Then the entire island starts falling apart, so everybody buggers off. And the Baroness, understandably, is pissed. Unsurprisingly, I find this kind of hot. Destro's team arrives at the roof of the world, and so do the Joes. The same Joes, it should be pointed out, who are just hanging out in that South American temple. I hope their expense report allows them to claim their mileage. And we meet the handsome, red-bearded, cold-weather specialist whose name is Snowjob. Apparently I already made a joke about this name back in episode 2, so I shan't repeat myself now. Snowjob leads them through the sluiceways, which are caves formed by hot springs. Cobra, on the other hand, just burrows in using badass Cobra drill machines. Oh, and the Dreadnoughts are also here in their sleeveless punk rock get-ups. So now we have three teams competing to get to this thing. Naturally, the Joes do the sensible thing, the thing that gives them the huge tactical advantage. They strap on ice skates. Back at Cobra HQ, Cobra Commander is having some kind of temper tantrum for no discernible reason. He smashes his TV Elvis style and then demands that the communication officer be disciplined for the faulty screen. Then Roadblock walks right in and puts the dude in a headlock. I can't tell if this is incredibly badass or the stupidest plan I've ever heard of. I suppose it could be both. I suppose if I'm going to keep watching this series, I better get used to the idea that stupid and badass are not mutually exclusive. Oh, and Roadblock actually sings the G.I. Joe theme while he busts heads. Oh, he'll fight for freedom wherever there is trouble. G.I. Joe is here. Finally, he and his cowgirl friend, whose name is apparently Honda Lu, are captured. Thank Christ. I know most of this organization is out fighting in the snow, but really, you guys, if you can't keep a wayward Joe from shoving your leader's head into his armpit, maybe you're not cut out to rule the world. So Roadblock, who appears to have forgotten his whole rhyming gimmick, and Honda Lu are thrown into the arena of sport with Duke and Snake Eyes. And this time, instead of giant hulking barbarian dudes, the arena has weird blocky electrical things. I guess like a giant video game? Doesn't appear to be very sporting, though. I don't see any power anywhere. 
Back on the roof, the Cobras have also strapped on ice skates, which turns the pursuit of the weather fragment into some kind of weird hockey-slash-curling thing. No, seriously. Then the Dreadnoughts race in on their special ice bikes and snatch it. And Zartan offers it to the highest bidder because, you know, mercenary. Then to show that he's serious, I guess, he causes an avalanche. And that's where we stop until next time.